What's up, True Disciples? It's your boy, Rico. And your girl, Michaela. And welcome to the True Disciple Podcast. On this podcast, we discuss relationship with Jesus and what it means to be a true disciple. Being a true disciple means to be an outsider of the world. So hope you guys stay true and stay blessed. And don't forget, relationship with Jesus trumps religion. Let's get into the show. What's up, the True Disciple? It's your boy Rico. And Grandma Kayla. We're back with another one. Hope you guys are having a, you know, hope, I said having. Hope you guys had a great weekend, great week, great month, whatever. It's Sunday in case you guys are wondering exactly. for us. Sunday fun day. Not always fun, but you know what? I would say Sunday. To me, it's fun. I don't really like to do anything on my Sundays. No, I don't. I mean, like, it's pretty much chill. <sighs> chill, sleep, you know, if some of y'all in college, you know. Uh, you know, catch up on some homework. I know some of y'all got some. Stop procrastinating. That is true. I know some of y'all got some assignment to do tonight, so I don't do that. Watch me say that, and then the semester starts, and I start procrastinating. I always start out like really, really strong, and then it's like as soon as I get like to the middle of the term or towards the end, like I'm, I'm dried up. I'm procrastinating in the middle in the the beginning anyway. Hmm. I, I procrastinate. All, all the time. I don't, I don't know why. I just like, you be thinking like when you get it, you be like, you know what? It I ain't, stop due, doing to, that it ain't due to Sunday. But then you think, but you know how teachers like, they'll come out with, they give you something, but then when the next week begins, they give you like, now you got like four assignments to do instead of just like, just one or two. Then you got like all these assignments to do. Like, dang, I should I don't just, know. I feel like the week just go by so fast. Like, they drop yeah. it on Sunday and you're like, I got all this time. And then before you know it, Saturday night up here. <laughs> yeah, Saturday night. But I think it's also us trying to like juggle all the different classes. Like, yeah. each class has different things. And then I'm one of those people where I'll look and see like what it is that, that's due for Sunday. And depending on how like tedious it is, I'm probably going to procrastinate on it and like probably not do it until like the very last moment. And then once I do it, I'm like, oh, it really wasn't that bad. Like I'm kind of weird. Like if just especially like, you know, we got like readings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how you like you do like readings from one class and it just jumps around too much. Like you got one class because each class will have readings in it. And you're trying to like, all right, today I'm gonna read all four, I'm gonna read chapter one of every class. That's too much. That's too much, bro. That's you're gonna like forget what was going on. By the I, time you get finished reading, right? And then you gotta go ahead and make notes so you can remember what it is that you just read. By the time you get done with that, you're like, dang, I did all that and none of the assignments mm-hmm. are done. <laughs> none of the assignments are done. I, I cannot stand when they do like the videos too. I kind of just do the same. You gotta read the video. Well, not I say you gotta the read lecture. the videos. You gotta watch the lectures. Read the read the yeah, and it's like this is annoying. I just read. I just listen to the lectures, bro. The book is like there for like. Sometimes they don't, but it it, it depends on how your teacher is. Like some of them are just very like you know. But anywho, y'all, today. We're coming on here, and I'm not going to lie. We did press record three times because we haven't recorded in a long time, and it is a little awkward. It is awkward. And so, like, the last one where we recorded, Rico was smacking on a banana. Like, he just pulled out a banana, bit in it, and he was like, 
like smacking like really really hard and I was like bro you're not finna just sit here and bypass us talking through this podcast like you didn't just smack on that banana like that that is true. He had like the pieces of the banana stuck on his lips. He like had to wipe it off and stuff. Oh, I did. You did. I ain't know that. I ain't know that. But <laughs> today we're gonna just dive in today. Uh, so today's lesson that we're gonna talk about is not being a bandwagon. If people don't know what bandwagon means, it's like pretty much you, you following. Got, you following everybody. Everybody go left. You go left. Uh, I know some of y'all, you know, people that not not everybody's bandwagon, you know, but I've been there, Caleb been there, we all had experience those, and I guess like when maturity you realize, you're like you know what, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do what everybody does. Yeah. Sometimes, what's, what's that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sometimes like even being a bad one has like negative effect. Like I remember like it was a fight in school, and I was a bandwagon, and I went to the fight, and I got my foot stepped on. That's what you get. <laughs> That's exactly what you get. Yeah. Haha. I hope it hurt. It did. It was yeah. a big dude. Yeah. Got that foot And everybody on. got pepper spray. I didn't get pepper spray. I seen it when he pulled it out of yeah. the ground. Yeah. So don't be a bandwagon. Don't, don't follow the crowds. Don't follow. This episode is going to be a concoction of different things, you guys. So mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie. We be, we be going on our little sabbaty waddies, you know, our little sabbaticals and mm-hmm. stuff. But we be coming back um, because God be like, Get your books back on that podcast. And I ain't gonna lie, we have been being disobedient. I ain't gonna lie. Coming on here and recording this podcast. Because honestly, can we just be honest? Some of God's kids just get on our nerves. Some of y'all get on my nerves, you know? Mm-hmm. But I love you. Um, Benny who this episode is gonna be about, um, like Rico said, not being on the bandwagon. And this is going to be like pertaining to us following Christ or like when you go on TikTok and they're like, you've, you have, you've come across this video for a reason. Stop. Stop what you're doing and listen to what I'm saying. Stop. The reason why this is happening is because this person is this and that. Y'all know those videos. Bro, it's like, it's like a manipulation and... Honestly, it's like they're doing TED Talks. And then it God really it really make me mad too mm-hmm. when they're trying to explain something. And they're not like I watched the videos dude talking about like David and Bathsheba. This man was like telling a eulogy of like, bro, if you don't get to the point. That's how I be feeling with you sometimes, babe. Oh, I'll be trying to get to the, the point. point. I'll be you, I have to. I feel like I gotta take. I feel like I gotta just take. Well, you know, I can't talk about people like that because I got. I gotta tell you the background. You be going into the bay. He'll be like, <laughs> "Babe, this is how you clean a water heater. You don't get to the steps. You'd be like, this is why we gotta clean the water heater like this.' And then you have to explain to me the history of why we have to clean the water heater." how we have to clean the water heater, what tools we have to do to clean the water heater, and then you get to the steps of us cleaning the water heater. That's true. I, I, I probably to work That's on just that. an example. I probably need to work on that. No, I think it's cute. Or they, to be able to explain stuff, that's necessary because some people yeah. want to know why. Why this? Why that? And, and that's important. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is true. That is true. But, um... Yeah, we're going to talk about that, and um, so, uh, something I can just, like, you know, really think about is just when 
of being a bandwagon is um, I go to the story of like you know when Jesus getting crucified by Pilate and everybody all the priests and stuff there everybody's like following each other crucified and people I'm pretty sure people out there like yeah it's crucified him but they don't even know why they're doing it like even Pilate was like what did this man do like for y'all to like why y'all hate him like what did he do you know and they just hate him so much. These people, everybody's just like crucify, crucify him. Cause then, after as you see, like the story continues, and when Jesus does get crucified, it says like some soldiers do look up to Jesus and be like, "Wait a minute, maybe what if what if this was the Son of God?" You know, and they start praising God. Then you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everybody just following each other. And I feel like you know, there's like like the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun. There's the it's the same trend that is today. For instance, like, you know, with, you know, what's going on in media or what's going on, like, in the politics, everybody's following each other. Like, everybody's not looking at, like, the facts, the factual things. Like, everybody, like, they see this person over here, like, um, I don't think he should become president or should become a, you know, official. And everybody, like, yeah, yeah, I want, yeah, you should. Even, like, with fans, too. Like, you see fans, like, somebody will literally do something wrong but they're so they it's like they have this it's like they forget that they're just people like have you ever seen like fan pages for like people who are famous and then it's like the people who know it's not their page and they're like comment like oh my gosh look at her look at him i had i love them it was a person that followed me and it was like it was a christian influencer and it was like you know i was like this person following me and I looked at it, it was like, it's a fan page. But I'm like, why did you do that? And it's like, they literally take videos from You felt like, important. I did for a little bit. I said, oh, sure. how, how they find me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they, um, they literally take videos from my people pages. I found, I really feel like it's yeah. like super weird. But it's like a, it's a page of bandwagoners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bandwagon. Oh, yeah. That's what we're going to call it. Bandwagoneers. Band you know? Wagoneers. When we're younger and stuff, you guys, like, we all heard of, like, peer pressure. And it's normal, like, for, or you heard of, like, the terminology, are you a follower or are you a leader? You know? Um, and that happens, like, when we're young and we're still trying to figure out ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you get older, you really have no excuse. Mm-hmm. I mean... It depends. Well, I don't feel like nobody has excuses, even even when you're young. Really? Yeah. Because, like... I don't know if I agree with that. Because, like, think about it. You know, we're all... Yes, we all, like... It's, I guess, like... I guess, like, you coming from, like, like as, like, children? I'm coming from children being a, a, um, a young adult. Like, right. even, like, with alcohol... Or smoking weed. A lot of people do it because I know that's why I did it. Mm-hmm. It's because it was a whole bunch of people there. My peers were there. And mm-hmm. so I was like, let me do it. See, or like smoking cigarettes or blacking mouths. You do it because it's a whole bunch of people that you're still trying to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Like 13-year-old Rico is different from how Rico is today. Or like 13-year-old Michaela is different from how Michaela is today. So I do feel like we do go through our seasons of being a bandwagoner, you know, or it may be a time where you were a, band, a follower, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But as you get older, you start to mature and you're like, mm, why am I doing this? Like, I'm not doing that. You have a mind of your own. But I, I, I also feel like it's, it matures like in like your, uh, yeah, maturing your mind too because my situation was backwards. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you matured in your mind so yeah. that you don't do the same thing that you did when you were right. younger. Right. So now you're like, you, you switched from trying to figure out like, is this who I am? Is this who I am? Is this who I am? Hmm. Now you are made new in Christ and you know who you are. Mm. And so you know what what are the things that um, magnify him, the things that don't magnify him. And you won't partake in the things that don't magnify Christ, right? Right. Okay. So in that same token, you're not, with you having your own personal relationship with Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to do the same thing that everybody else would do. That's true. That's true. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, you're making sense. Okay. It's just, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, my situation was like backwards. Like, when I was young, when I was 13, like, I knew people did drugs and stuff, or like smoked or did and that, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. But then when I got older, I didn't do drugs or anything. <laughs> so what that? I might speak into a crackhead right now. No, I'm just playing. I didn't do drugs, mm. but like, I started like, uh, you know, uh, you know, smoking cigarettes or like drinking, but people was doing that when they was like teenagers. I never did that. Yeah, I never did it. Yeah, you know? but when I got older, I was like, man, I guess like because I had like more freedom to do that stuff, so I literally had like a choice, like the choice to decide if I'm going to indulge in those things. But and even I, when you do, you're like, what's the hype about? Have you ever had that experience, bro, where you're like, well, let me I just try that, it, and the, then the, you try it, and you're like, what's the hype about? I mean, the hype was there, though, because I was like, when I was, like, drinking and stuff, listen, listen, the hype, after a while, the hype is gone, but, yeah. like, when, but in that moment, I'm like, dang, it's my dude, like, you know, like, I like, I love, I like the feeling, just, like, you know, not being in the present, or just being in a different, like, mindset, not having, you know, drink alcohol, you don't really, it's like the truth serum, you don't really feel like debauchery yeah you more confident <laughs> you more confident like you speak yeah. to anybody like I was talking too much like you know or everybody's just comfortable it makes you less aware aware I it feel does. like it, does, it makes yeah. you it definitely makes you have your guard down and stuff um but hopefully as you got older you started to see like how that could be dangerous oh yeah oh yeah as I did matured in my mind and matured in my walk with Christ, I did notice the dangers of a lot of things. Right. And, like, you know, what it was, like, pretty much doing, you know, to be in that, like, mindset. or one Because one of the things, one of the things you just said, like, not being aware. See, when I was doing that, I wasn't really thinking about that. But now as I got older, you know, I matured. I'm like, okay, yeah, you do got to be kind of aware of your situations. So now let's right. flip the let's flip the the conversation in the scenario, right? Right. So in the church now today, do you see more Christians being aware or no? Like aware of their surroundings, aware of like you have Christian talks, you have um, podcast platforms with people saying that God told them to do this or to say this. Do you feel like Christians are more aware now or no? Uh, honestly, I feel like everybody, I feel like everybody start off like on a right, like intentional thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? 
And most of them are like new in Christ. Like, hey, I'm new. I'm saying I don't need somebody to tell this. And sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I hate to say this term, but it's always true. You know, the de- like it's like the term of like or the saying, like the devil is always in the details. And I feel like Satan is always there. Everywhere you go, he's going to be there somewhere, you know? And I feel like when he noticing like, oh, this person, look at this person. They, you know, they get, you know, they're, they're, they're coming, they're coming aware in the Bible. And then something get planted in your mind. Like, you know what? I'm called to do something more, which we are. But then that's when you start getting people to self-entitle themselves. Like, I'm a prophet or I'm a prophetess or I'm an apostle or I am, you know what I'm saying? God told me to, you know, to only do, uh, I'm supposed to go out and my only job is to go out here and, you know, cast out demons. That's but the only that's thing I do. that's what everyone is doing. Like, you see that in the church, in the community, where everyone is like, you know, prophesying is considered cool. And then right now we're going through a time where everyone is all, like, everyone just wants to be spiritual in some way, you know? And so... I personally feel like we can be like the devils in the details and stuff, but I feel like as Christians, it's our responsibility to, um, it's our responsibilities to police ourselves up. Oh, yeah, like yeah. the, it's a Bible verse where it says that God will give you over to, um, what is it? Deception, because mm-hmm. that's what you crave. And to God, that's seen as evil, mm-hmm. you know, because you've, you've, You've come into agreement with deception to the point where now you believe it. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. And I feel like when we first come out, when we first come um, into Christ and we first like start to get our relationship with Christ and God starts showing us how to walk, right? How to accept grace, how to deal with people, how to love the fruit of the spirit, right? It starts off as pure. Now, if you turn away from that, you're like a dog returning to their vomit. Like, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like, I feel like as a believer, that's our responsibility. Like, even when Paul said, Paul said, who has bewitched you into believing another gospel than the one that was preached? That is true. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so us as believers, we are um, responsible for upholding the truth. And that is, that is, um, and I personally don't feel like the gospel has details. Once the gospel starts having details and stuff, somewhere in there it's polluted because the gospel is simple. Exactly. The gospel is good. When you start trying to add your own stuff in there and do this and do that, you know? And then I feel like social media has played a role in that too. Or people pretending as though, you know, or even just maybe they may have started off innocently like, you know, I want to lead people to God. Mm-hmm. But when you start thinking when you start pursuing when you start doing videos and thinking that they're for god but you're really focusing on the followers getting more followers than you know getting people like it's not about you it should be like you shouldn't be having disciples those you have to be aware that those are jesus's disciples mm-hmm. does that make sense or like your followers and pretty much yeah like yeah. that shouldn't matter but I, I but also i also feel like like not say but but add on to that too it's like a it's like a thin line of when you know, say everybody's like, you know, pro- prophecy is cool. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like what we see more, more like forever is like 
just prophecy or we see prophecy or that's like and it's like it's a thin line between prophecy because prophecy is a thin line between you know you know you know someone could be fortune telling you know mm, no I listen 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 or they can be like you know what I'm saying actually from God because because the Bible doesn't say if the because if that's not true the Bible wouldn't have said there are many that have went out. There are. there are many false teachers right. and probably that that have went out into the world that do hide on uh you know these titles you know but you do but you still at the same time you do have to have a discernment. Okay, but the Bible also says that we are to test every spirit. Every spirit, yeah. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not finna. I I don't under, if you're really a believer, how can you confuse the Holy Spirit with a demon? That's what I want to know. If someone is speaking, we're not supposed in Thessalonians. I believe it's Second Thessalonians or First Thess- Thessalonians. Don't quote me, because I'm not one of those people who just spit spit scripture. But when it comes up upon my mind or my heart, I know. Mm-hmm. But it says that we're not supposed to treat prophecy with contempt, as though it's bad. Mm-hmm. So we listen to it, but mm-hmm. we are to test it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so if your prophecy, if your fortune telling, God doesn't fortune tell. Okay, that's how I feel. And I feel like um, every prophecy that I've ever um, seen, or even when you look into the Bible, it's a call to action. And it's a call to get closer to God's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, And it's in alignment with God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's in alignment with his fruit of the spirit. And so that's how I try to, like, measure it up with it. But I don't I don't feel like I, I feel you because it's like what I'm what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at. Kay, it's like, you know how you have people that go out and say that talk they talk about prophecies. But these prophecies are only detailing like events to happen. You know what I'm saying? Not. And that's like what their ministry is built on is like. Only events to happen, not saying prophecy. Hey, God told me that this will happen because of this and that. Or listen, listen, or this and that. Or God told me that this prophecy will happen. And if you don't do this and that. But because I've seen people where they just their their pages is only they're only detailing events. There's nothing that's going. There's nothing that's turning people or why this is happening. Or, hey, God said that, you know. You know, these houses over here about to burn down on this day at this time. And you're like, okay. Um, okay, I understand why? what you're saying now. You it, know what I'm saying? It can come off very fortune-telling in that situation. However, that's why I feel like the Bible says that we are to test every spirit. Test every spirit, yes. Not to believe in every spirit that comes to us. Mm-hmm. You know, like I even think about um, Jesus, where it was that parable where he said his sheep knows his voice. Yeah, it does. You know, when when if another if a stranger comes by and it's not the shepherd's voice, the sheep will run away. Mm-hmm. And so for the in that same way, I feel like that's how it should be with us. Now, I'm not going to say that every time someone says, hey, I don't know about you saying this day or on this date, because I don't see that even with Elijah. Mm-hmm. Or Jesus even said he doesn't know the appointed the time. Appointed time. Yeah, you know, yeah. so if you start saying that, I'm kind of looking at you like, mm, because mm-hmm. God's thinking is way above our thinking. Mm-hmm. And so his day, his days to us, you know, we can't even fathom that. 
you know? Um, I love the way this conversation is going. It's getting real good. Oh, yeah. It's getting real good. But we say all that to say, me and Rico were talking the other night, and we were coming out of um, 1 Kings. Let me pull it up. 1 Kings chapter 22. And um, it's really funny because God showed me this, I want to say two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And basically what happened is you have, um, who is this? Is this King Ahab? Nope. This is Jehoshaphat. Mm-hmm. Jehoshaphat. And then I thought it was King Ahab. Is it not King Ahab? It's about Micaiah. I know it's about Micaiah, but hold on. It's King Jehoshaphat. You guys bear with me. It's King Ahab. It is King Ahab in here, right? Yeah. Thought I was tripping. Let's see. Who is the king of Israel? That was Ahab at that time, right? Yeah, because his son... Uh, I thought that was his Ahab. His son became king after him. Let me see. Let me go to NIV. I don't want to begin... Yes, it's King Ahab. Perfect. So, if you go to NIV, it says, Micaiah prophesies against Ahab. So, you guys are going to have to read it. Because um, I don't want to add or take away. Um, but basically what happens is... Um, Ahab wants to go ahead and take over this land, right? And so he gathers, he's with King Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat is like, hey, can we go ahead and consult some prophets of God? Ahab gathers 400 prophets. All these prophets are like, surely God will give it to you. God will surely deliver this into into your hands deliver this land or deliver these people into your hands right Mm -hmm. and so ahab is getting pumped up he's like cool you know and jehoshaphat's like these he knows that these prophets are paid off Mm -hmm. right they prophesy beer and wine and so he's like is there another prophet of god right because jehoshaphat knows that someone truly from god is not going to care what anybody has to say Mm -hmm. so Ahab is like, yeah, there's this other prophet, but I hate him because he only Mm -hmm. says things to me that are bad. Mm -hmm. And this prophet of God, his name was Micaiah. And so the prophets, they went ahead, they sought out to go get Micaiah. Micaiah comes and the prophets of God say, hey, Micaiah, agree with us so that God will grant this and allow Mm -hmm. this to happen. Mm -hmm. And Micaiah is like, I'm not agreeing with anything you guys have to say. If God has not told me that that's what it is to say or that's what's going to happen. And so let me go to it. Hold on, y'all. So I'm here. I'm about to hear the prophets. So pretty much like Micaiah, he wasn't a man okay. way in there. Okay, so let me read it, y'all. So it's 1 Kings chapter 22. It says, but Jehoshaphat, this is after they asked the 400 prophets of God. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here whom we can acquire of? Mm -hmm. The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat, there is still one prophet through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me. Mm -hmm. Why is it going? My thing is lagging. Um, You want to read mine? Please, can I read it? Where's she at? I'm right above nine, NIV. There you go. 
Thank you, because it's just like lagging. That was way faster. Yeah, but, but Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here whom we can inquire of? The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat, There is still one prophet through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. The king should not say such a thing, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Bring Micaiah, son of Imlah, at once. Dressed in their royal robes, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria with all the prophets prophesying before them. Now Zedekiah, son of Kenah, had made iron horns and he declared, this is what the Lord says, with these you will gore the Armenians, I can't read, until they are destroyed. (laughs) Okay, and then it says that all the other prophets prophets were prophesying the same thing so i'm going to scroll down and so then it says at first kings chapter 22 verse 13 it says the messenger who had gone to summon micaiah said to him look the look look the other prophets without exception are predicting success for the king let your word agree with theirs and speak favor favorably but micaiah said as surely as the lord lives i can tell him only what the lord tells me mm-hmm. When he arrived, the king asked him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or not? Attack and be victorious, he answered, for the Lord will give it into the king's hands. The king said to him, how many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then Micaiah answered, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, these people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, didn't I tell you that he never prophesied anything good about me, but only bad? Micaiah continued, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with the multitudes of heaven standing around him on his right and on his left. And the king said, who will entice Ahab into attacking Ramoth Gilead and go into his death there? One suggested this and another that. Finally, a spirit came forward stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. By what means, the Lord asked, I will go out and be a deceiving spirit in the mouths of all his prophets, he said. You will succeed in enticing him, said the Lord. Go and do it. And now the Lord has put a deceiving spirit in the mouths of all these prophets of yours. The Lord has decreed disaster for you. Then Zedekiah, son of Kenah, went up and slapped Micaiah in the face. Which way did the spirit from the Lord go when he went from me to you, when he went from me to speak to you, he asked. Micaiah replied, you will find out on the day you go to hide in the inner room. The king of Israel then ordered, take Micaiah and send him back to Ammon, the ruler of the city, and to Josh, the king's son, and say, this is what the king says. Put his fellow in prison and give him nothing but bread and water until I return safely. Micaiah declared, if you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added, mark my words, all you people. It's very long what I just read y'all, but I just had to give y'all background because I just, it was just too much to summarize. So basically what happens, right? Is they go ahead and they go get Ahab. Well, Ahab goes and gets Micaiah. The prophets are like, agree with us. And Micaiah's like, as surely as the Lord lives, I can only say what the Lord tells me to say. So then Ahab asks Micaiah to speak, and Micaiah knows that he pays off the prophet, so he speaks to him beer and wine because that's what he wants to hear. Mm-hmm. But he's being sarcastic, right? And so Ahab's like, 
just tell me the truth. And so Micaiah tells him the truth. And the truth is, is that God enticed Ahab by sending a deceiving spirit to the 400 prophets of God that were preaching to him beer and wine, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the prophets of God gets mad at Micaiah and he goes up to him and he slaps him, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, where did the spirit of God go when I went to you to go Mm -hmm. get you? And so basically Ahab went ahead and he jailed Micaiah, right, until he returned. And what happens later on in the story is that Ahab, he dresses himself up as someone else in battle and the other his opponents figure out that it, that who they're pursuing is not really Ahab and they pursue Ahab and Ahab dies. So basically what Micaiah had said was going to happen because God had given it to him actually ended up happening. Exactly. So we say all that to say all these 400 prophets were, were bandwagoning, right? They were saying the things that, that the people wanted to hear. They were saying the things in this particular case that someone who was higher than them wanted to hear. And we see a prophet of God, which is um, Micaiah, right? Who's like, I'm not following the multitude of what you guys are doing, mm-hmm. right? And so these prophets had um, been overcome by being paid off, by um, doing what it is that other people wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they were deceiving spirits. They were deceptive spirits, mm-hmm. right? So what they were prophesying were not right. So that's even uh, that's even in like in Isaiah where it talks about, you know, it's like a commandment, like do not follow crowd, do not follow the multitude to do evil. And so I say all this to say when we're as Christians, it's our responsibility and our due diligence to seek God and figure out what it is that God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. You can have you can be in a dry season, you guys, like a very, very dry season. And trust me, like I'm coming out of a dry season which is hard because no one talks about it. You know what I'm saying? But when you're in that dry season, it's very important that you don't pick up every word from everyone without being very intentional and making sure that God is saying it or, you know, making sure that that's actually coming from God. Does that make sense, babe? Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on this? Because I know Um, I've just been speaking. To clarify that, like, you know, and like what happens today, um, you know, we have so much stuff around us, uh, social media, friends, um, and people just like going with the flow of everything. Yeah. And you knowing some of these people ain't going the right way. And I know it's like a hindrance, like, dang, I know the bad that can come out of this. And I have a decision if I'm going to follow it or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if you, you know, if you guys have, like, you know, you out with friends and they're, like, you know, they're drinking and, like, hey, we about to go, we about to go get in the car and drive home. You're, like, I don't think you should do that. And everybody getting mad at you, like, oh, you being a, uh, you know, sore loser, you ruining the fun, you ruining the vibe, whatever you call it today. You know, you ruining the vibe, whatever this is. And you just realizing, like, no, I'm not going to do that because if you get in that car, you know, under the influence, you know, you can probably, you know, get a ticket or you can, like, hurt somebody or hurt yourself, you know? And it's just like, you know, 
you get ridiculed today about just doing the right thing. And I like not, that because that could be taken like spiritually too. Like yeah. how you said, you could you could end up hurting yourself, getting a ticket, or hurting others. Oh yeah, what's up? Like you could take that spiritually too when it comes to like God, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially like when you know better. Yeah, that's like like you saying, you know, in your personal life, you know, if you if you have things that's hindering you from you know, growing, you know, spiritually and that's hindering your walk, you got to, you know, leave it. You know what's right. You know what God is feeding. You know his name. You know, especially, you know, we call ourselves, you know, to follow Christ. We, we, we have to know his name. Yeah. And us knowing his, you know, I said know his name, but that too. But um, just like, you know, hearing, you know, knowing his voice and us to know his voice, you got to be in your word. Yeah. You got to be in your word. You know, because if you're not in your word, I know it's like, oh, man, I don't like reading. You know, I struggle with that, too. But what I've learned that if you're not in your word, you know, deception can come. Yeah. You know, it can come from any any place. If you're not in your word and you want to, like, learn how to, because um, sh- you shouldn't be, you know, trying to figure out questions and going to the Internet looking for answers. Like, no, the Bible has it all. God has his 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 words have everything have the answers to everything that you want to know about, you know you shouldn't be going running to the internet, man. I'm mad how because the internet gonna tell you well to not love people oh mm-hmm. get rid of them you don't need them in your life yeah. oh you 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 know you flex on them. like that's what the internet gonna tell you instead of just like you know and those and those are things of the world those things of the flesh. Yeah. And that's gonna keep you like in this, you know, hamster wheel of just, you know, and you're gonna be t- you're gonna become a person that you didn't never think you was gonna become. So you just gotta go to the word, you know, know God's voice, cause that's where it's at. Don't be a bad, don't be a bad wagon. Have you ever noticed? Cause I'm not gonna lie, like sometimes I did find myself, um, especially like earlier on, earlier on in my faith, going to videos, cause it, it seems like it's the easier thing to do. Than actually seeking God. Like, I feel like we work ourselves up to be like, oh, no, like, I don't have to do this because this person already did the homework for this, you know? Or even, like, when you do look online, have you noticed that, like, you go on there and your answer, like, your your problem is still not solved. Like, the question that you had is still not answered. Oh, yeah, what was that? It's still not answered. And it's never probably going to ever be answered until you go to him. And then, like, we work ourselves up to being like, oh, like, I got to go to God about this, right? And then we go to him. We're like, what was so bad about that? Like, I need to I need to do this all the time. And then we go right back to being like, oh, I got to go do this again. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I get caught up in that, like, yeah. going to the internet for answers and say, you know what's right. Yeah. Read his word. Yeah. That's how you know his voice, bro. When when you don't when you hear something that's adjacent, that I mean that doesn't go along with what you read or what that word is, my God's voice, man. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. And even Jesus had to fight Satan oh, yeah. with the word. Oh, yeah. And so You gotta fight with the word. We definitely have to do that too. Do the same exact thing. I like that. That's a good example. Yeah, we definitely have to do that too. So you guys, we're gonna leave you guys with um one more verse that we just want you guys to go ahead and think about and then i'm gonna let rico go ahead and um wrap it up and say his thoughts or whatever on what he has to say let me go to it one moment please is it nine through ten okay so it's going to be first corinthians chapter nine verses 9 through 
um, 9 through 15. And so it says, for we are co-workers in God's service. Mm -hmm. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone is building on it. But each one should build with care for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. And I'm going to let y'all know when it talks about war, you know, we always look at war being like a big shiny trophy. It's not what I mean. You get the award is like you get you get what you what you deserve. That's it. That's the reward for real. Think about it. If you if you're just think about it. If I'm going to like you know how the Bible says that to not know what to not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And if I'm going out here and I'm like, I know I want to be seen by people, and I'm like acting like I don't want to be seen, but I know I want to be seen. And I'm like having this camera feeding somebody home to take care of them. You're going to get your award because at the end of the day, you're going to get, you're going to get your views. You're probably going to get your, you know, you're going to get your views. You're going to get people to say, oh, you're doing such a thing. You're, you're such, you know, you're going to get all this fleshly things to you, added on to you. You know, you're going to get your award. Yeah. You know, sorry. You're going to get your award. Or if you don't do that, you know, and then you're going to get award too. You're gonna get a war for everything you do. Yeah. You know, it just it just really just it relies on you're gonna get, you know, what are your you know, what 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 are you did what you did, there's gonna be a war play. It's gonna be an end result of that. I love that. So I love that. You have anything else to add, babe? Nah, I think that's it. Okay, you guys. This just came to my head. We'll talk about it too. Yeah. How do you feel about going through like Ecclesiastes? I can do that. The only reason why, you guys, is I'm 26 and I'm, like, starting to feel like, what's the point of me doing this? Have you ever went through that? Like, what's the point of me, like, chasing success or... Chasing after the win. Yeah, you know, chasing after the win. I don't don't know if I'm too young to be going through that, but, like, I've, I've been having, like... You know how people, you're talking about rewards, which is why I'm bringing this up. Mm -hmm. Because all our life we're told to be successful, you know, get a reward, get an award in this, do this, be great, do this. And it's really like, I feel like I'm going through a time, well, I went through a time and I'm still going through it, where I was like, it's meaningless. And at first it was like kind of depressing because I'm like, why am I doing this if it's meaningless? But like talking about like, I guess the fruitfulness of it being meaningless so that we don't go crazy chasing it. Cause like, cause inclusive, like again, QCS is, is what it's like the, I call it the, the journal of, of us, uh, Solomon, you know? And if, if, if a man that's the richest King to ever live, tell you like, I know y'all want this stuff and it's meaningless to me. Like I have, like he said, he said in Ecclesiastes, I have built, 
I built temples. I built these things for myself. I have like his throne was like the most biggest throne I've ever seen. Detailed, you know, gold, everything. He had everything. He had everything people could want, and he moped and wasn't happy. Yeah, and I just because at first, like when I read it, I was like, "Well, God, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> why am I living here if I'm here to just toil? If I'm here?" to do all these things that are literally meaningless. How do you find joy in something that you know that God has already put out in your in his word to 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 know that it's already meaningless? I I, ju I just feel like there's nothing wrong and like wanting nice things. But the second you start putting those things above like you putting those things like as like your eternal like reward like this is like the only thing I live for, you're going to become lonely. You're going to continue to chase after certain things because he's like, like, that's like, for example, if like, because I've been there, I stuck, stuck there. Like, this is my purpose is to just, just to do this, you know? And I put that above what God wants me to do. And like my, you know, where my heart is, I, be, I become toiling. I toil after that. Yeah. And then when I get it, that's like, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, everybody has a dream car. Once you get a dream car, you're going to be like. Okay. But even What's like, next? even like shoes or like that's anything in life, you get it and you're like, okay, what's next? What's next? You know. And so like, I feel like what God is working on me in, and I'm being completely like, um, open like an open book about this. Is I feel like he's he's teaching me on how to um have my prices and my focus be on on heaven mm -hmm. like that that is my uh, my inheritance like focusing on keeping my treasures or knowing that my treasures are in heaven instead of it being here on earth where it vanishes mm -hmm. it goes away you know because your soul when we die whatever you built up spiritually as a treasure it's gonna be in heaven waiting on you yeah. Like the Bible clearly said, don't build up church, don't stack, don't collect treasures on here on earth where Vernon, you know, that and decay will decay. Yeah, yeah. Money can decay. Yeah. Houses is gonna decay. Yeah. That your car gonna get old. Your house gonna get ran down. Your money gonna go away. We yeah. like right now they're trying to make us go to currency, so the money ain't gonna exist no more. So it but when you're that's why we that's why we have to always go to God because he's gonna always get that fulfillment. It happens every single time. It happens. Like, even right now, it happens every single time. Yeah. I can't think of nothing else that would be better than this. I can't. You know what I'm saying? That but I see, that's the now. thing, though. I feel like, if I'm being honest, I'm immature in my thinking with, um, like, I feel like in the beginning, mm -hmm. my idea and my perception on my relationship with Jesus was very surface level. Like, I, I, I and I still don't understand it. And I feel like that's why I have a hard time like navigating certain things or understanding understanding certain things because I feel like um, God is trying to like rechannel my thinking mm -hmm. on it being in heaven so that I'm not worried about. Hopefully that makes sense. No, no. Like I'm like I'm I'm, I'm focused on the things of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. So that it won't be me buying a pair of shoes and be like. Ugh, What's next? Mm -hmm. Because if we're like that, how can we say that our joy is like, but we already know his love in us is made complete, right? But how can we say that our joy is fully complete in God within ourselves? 
if we're sitting there looking at life like, oh, what's next? And it, it makes me think like, okay, God, like maybe that just means that my, my, I'm not, I'm not looking to heaven, right? As, as like my final result or like my, my rewards in heaven, like spiritually, I'm not talking about physically. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about none, none of that. Right. I'm talking mm-hmm. about physically, like with my father, spiritually wise. Right. Mm-hmm. What if that means there's something off like with me spiritually where I'm not, I'm not looking up there. Like sometimes we say like, oh yeah, we're looking up there. Like I'm looking at heaven for this and that and this. Right. But I feel like if I'm being honest, I feel like sometimes like living here on earth, I'm looking at the things physically rather than looking at the things that are spiritual. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what God is trying to help me. I remember this guy, I heard this guy was talking about that. We, uh, as Christians, sometimes we can look at heaven like how we look at stuff on earth. Yeah. We'll look at it like it was like, it's like a physical thing. Yeah. Instead of just like, people like, I can't wait to get in heaven. I'm about to get me a mansion. But why not look to heaven? Because you can be with God at all times. Yeah. Why we can't look at that? Yeah. Why can't we look forward to that? But you want to look forward to a mansion and what you're going to get. What you're going to get. But you see, know I, think, I think it's different though. Because you have some believers who... Mm-hmm seek God right and they 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 don't have any they don't have the stuff that they want and they strive for it mm-hmm. and we see it like yeah. which you see it with your family I see it with my family they strive for it they're like I can't wait till God gives me this I can't wait till God gives me this right and for me it's like we have that and we're still like Ugh. you know do you find it's, from? it's I feel like we all have our individual you know, you know, wants and stuff like that. And I feel like we just come to the realization of just like, you know, getting something that, you know, and just like realizing like, I agree with you. And just like, you know, it's not really, you know, but I, I, I won't like downplay it for anyone. Like, you know, like, well, not why you're going towards that, you yeah, know, this yeah, and that, yeah, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. You know, but because ain't nothing, it's nothing wrong having like nice things. But when you start putting like the only reason you following God is to get things out of it, that's when it becomes an issue. That is true. That's when it becomes an issue. Like I'm on, like God, I can't wait to God give me that house that I've been praying twenty years for. Yeah. Okay. So maybe sometimes, that is a little sometimes different. we sometimes we miss the mark on that though. Yeah. We too focused, and God knows our heart. Yeah. So you two focus on what you're going to get from me instead of what you're going to, what we're going to do for the kingdom. Yeah. You're too focused on what you're going to do, what you're going to get for you. Because yeah. a lot of people are hiding under monikers like, I'm doing this for the kingdom, but you're Selfish. secretly doing this for the kingdom to get income so you can buy what you want. Because yeah. once you receive it, if God gives you what you want to receive right now, you think you could, are you going to continue what he told you to do? Are you going to continue to do those podcasts? Are you going to continue to go out and evangelize if I give you that what you want right now? He knows our heart, bro. Yeah. He going to give it to you at the time, yeah. the right time. Or you might not ever receive it in the way you think you will. Maybe, maybe, what if we thought, sorry, you guys, we are getting like very deep, but oh well. Well, what if God, sometimes God doesn't give us or give people the things that they pray for because he knows that it could be the very thing that'll hurt them more than help them. Oh. I don't think we ever like sit there and think about, because like, right, when I think about our kids, I'm not going to just 
give him something that I know that'll be something that's harmful to him. Mm-hmm. Like harmful for his spiritual growth mm-hmm. or his development or, you know what I'm saying? And so in that same way, like we get mad at God when he doesn't give us those things. But what if he doesn't give that to us because he's protecting us? That is true. Bro, that's crazy we talking about this. Because I also heard another thing. I was watching the okay, video. Okay, and, and look, okay. and this guy was talking about, he said, we want all these things. Like, you know, we want these things. And we ask God to give it. And we we don't see it for a very long time. Yeah. Sometimes God gives you the tools you need to get those things. Yeah. And you don't utilize those things yeah. to get it. Yeah. Like, we can say, God, I want... God, am I, God, I've been praying for you for 10 years that I want to get my family in a home. I want to get a house that's for us. That's for us. And he like, and you like don't see it. And you're like, what is going on? Is it the physical money? What if it, what if it's just the tools yeah. okay. that he's building okay. inside you okay. to get it? Because like look, because think this. about yeah. it. For, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not like, you know, for example, for us, you know, we did obtain a home you know what i'm saying at the end of the day side note you guys we had, like we i remember coming out here because do you remember coming out here sorry y'all i had to had to had to use my hands okay that's how passionate i am about this i remember coming out here bro i'll never forget we first came out here to roseville was it 2017 2019 and i felt so uncomfortable i felt like i was right. not supposed to be here I remember going to model homes and people not even saying nothing to you because they're like, you can't afford this or you can't come. You, do you remember that, bro? Like, I remember when we first came out here to go look at the model homes, we were like, we're not going to ever be able to afford that. And so moving out here really was a faith walk, I feel like. And I feel like sometimes I miss that. I miss like I'm sometimes I'm I am that ungrateful child that where they open up their Christmas gift and they're cool and they're happy about it. And then you, their their parents, you as a parent, see it just lying around. They stepping on it. They messing it up. They breaking it. You know. And I feel like in that same way, sometimes that's how we can be with God. You know. And it's just like, I, I, it's just it's trippy, bro. Because now that we're sitting here having this conversation, I just realized, like, when you look into like um, the Old Testament and the New Testament, the disciples, or even like in the Old Testament. Old Testament before the new covenant came when you see the oracles of God or the people that allow God to use them bro they never prayed for physical things and so what I'm learning is bro and God had me write this down bro I gotta say it bro but um for one we have to be um kingdom focused Mm -hmm. we gotta stand firm with no backtracking. And I say this for myself too, y'all, because I'm not all the way there, bro. I don't think I'll ever be all the way there until hopefully I get to see Jesus and be with Jesus, you know? Because I ain't gonna lie, there's times as a human for me where I'm like, God, this makes no sense. Am I really supposed to be doing this? Am I going the right way? Like, I thought you told me this. Did you tell me this? Like, you know what I'm saying? And we, and as humans, like, it's normal for us to have those times where we think about it like that, you know? And God doesn't get mad at us for that. But I think today was the first time where I felt like God was like telling me like, Michaela, pray for maturity, clarity, and understanding. And with all that, I come wisdom. And I was like, it was like, just like, it was like a mic drop to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like, like I said, y'all ain't gonna lie. Like I, I, I feel like God is, he wants me to get past, um, 
the butterflies and the surface of of God and what you see in church, like, you know, of that, you know, we have a worship experience, Mm -hmm. put your hands up and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about like when you're in the valley with God, it's, it's a drought out here, y'all. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a drought. Like, that's how I feel like spiritually, you know, but it's like, I feel like God, he matures us in at those times so that we can, we can, um, we can know what it truly feels we can know what it truly is like for us to go ahead and pick up our cross and follow Jesus, bro. And I feel like with that, with, with, with us following Christ, bro. And with us like yielding ourselves to God, like comes maturity. And with that maturity comes understanding. And with that also comes clarity so that we can, we can grow in our faith and, and grow in wisdom too, you know, and become wiser. But anywho, y'all, we love y'all and we're going to holler back at y'all. Um, for another episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good one. We out of here. Bye. Bye-bye.